The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. versus the back, you know, different things like that. You don't learn that by just sitting down and not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So, man, we live in a time now where things are rapidly changing, rapidly changing. And, you know, back in the day, um, it would be said, you know, I got to go get a college degree. I got to go kind of make this happen. And I'm, you know, I'm an educator uh, myself and I'm a firm believer in education. Um, but I think one of the most powerful forms of education is self-education is you putting yourself out there is you looking at other people. There's so many like this day and age, there is literally no excuse. There's no excuse on why someone can't start a business, can't perfect your craft, perfect their craft or take what they do to the next level. Um, I want to shift this conversation a little bit because creativity is amazing, right? But creativity in and within itself um, is not enough to sustain a person, right? You can be creative. You can have gifts, you can have talents, but if you don't have a structure and a machine behind you, right, you are going to be creative and hungry by yourself. (laughs) So I'm interested to know what has some of those pitfalls look like for you um, and what has that journey looked like? Um, Because I would say, you know, from the outside looking in, both of you all look, look create look um uh look like you're well off or that you're okay um it doesn't look you know um it doesn't look like either one of us has missed a meal that we're blessed so um so i'm I'm curious to know what has the process and how do you go about the business aspect of establishing establishing yourself um not only as a creative person because I think some of the most creative minds and some of the most creative people sometimes are living on the side of the road and they don't. So what's the difference between just being creative and establishing business acumen, um, a business acumen um, so that you have something to hold your creative abilities? Okay. I know that was a lot uh, that let's I just asked. So I'll I'll break this down a little bit. So how do I go from just being create a creative person to establishing um, a business structure that can yield financial uh, success? Okay. I, well, I think first thing you can do or anyone is suggest is I suggest that you look at those around who are doing what you do. Um, and that's, I think that's the, yeah, the least expensive way um, mm-hmm. that you can start off with and maybe asking questions, maybe investing in a, a, a course or something. Um, but at least first of all, just start off by seeing what the people around you do. This is at your earlier stages, at your beginning stages. That's what you can do to get started. As you progress further, then I believe in hiring a coach or a, um, a business professional to help you. Um, like, you only can go as far as the person that is in front of you or your vision or your exposure. Sometimes we need coaches. Michael Jordan was an amazing basketball player, but he still had a coach. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no matter what level you are at, you just need to get a coach for that level. And as you go to another level and as you start making more money, the coaches become more expensive. But it also brings you up another notch. So bottom line is, if you want to start your business, you want to start making money, you want to start creating a uh, business structure, look at some of the people who started off doing what you're doing. Now, now start off there. Number two, visit the library. Visit Google. Google is your, is your best friend. Um, so you can learn a lot of stuff on there. And then, second or third, invest in courses. So Creative Live, depending on what you're trying to learn about Creative Live. There's so many other Udemy. There's so many different sites that you can invest into a course. And then after you do all of that, you're always going to have specific questions. And yeah, you can try that. Let me take you out to lunch thing. But for a lot of people are too busy for that. So it is about investing in a coach, investing in a consultation, investing in a strategy session. So those are the steps I will go first. That's good. Yeah, um, feedback off of that. Um, you know, it takes it takes you first of all humbling yourself and knowing that you know you don't know everything, right? Um, you just you just don't know everything, and you don't have the answers for everything. You can't go where you haven't been, um, and so you have to find someone. Uh, a good leader has to be willing to be led. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so um, you need somebody, again, like Jason said, that's going to show you and navigate you. And here's the other thing. Someone who's not just going to say, I really believe in you and I hope it all works out. You know what I'm saying? And then just kind of <laughs> let you go somewhere. Because we have a tendency to do that. You know, don't just give someone the inspiration to want to give them tools, you know, and that's speaking on another side of it, like far as us is concerned, you know, if we are the, the, the pioneers for someone else to come behind us, you know, we have to give people actual tools. Um, but for the person receiving, you know that you deserve someone who's going to give you actual tools to succeed and not just inspiration, like a, a formula, someone who says, you know, what's your business plan? Um, where do you see yourself two, three, four, five years from now? You know, um, how much money do you want to make? You know, all that type of, uh, those type of things. And know that you still have to stay in a place where you're still learning. Like you, you can't cap out on anything. Um, so I would say that. And then too, you know, as far as creativity is concerned, you have to be willing to discover what's been done so that you can discover the potential of what hasn't been done yet. Does that make sense? Mm, that makes that makes sense. You know, break break rule. Creativity to me is all about breaking rules. Like because until the rule is broken, you don't know how far you can go into something. And your rule breaking might create another space for something else to be birthed that has never been in this industry before. You know what I'm saying? Did you just say that on here, man? You got to break the rules. Man, mm-hmm. you have to be, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. you got to be willing to break the rules, man. Yes. Yeah. yeah, y'all, y'all got to let that one sink in. You got to be willing to break the rules. Right. I think I saw a post yesterday that said something like um, it said extreme ideas are always rejected by mediocre minds. Oh, wow. That's good. That's good. 
and oh gosh, yo, my head is flooded right now with so <laughs> many with so many thoughts when you're talking about breaking the rules, especially because some of the rules that many of us are trying to play by, they limit our creativity. They Absolutely. limit what we can do. They limit who we can be. One of the greatest things that I that Jason did on one of his websites that I love that you did, Jason, um, is that you started doing art and you started. And I remember you there was paint, black paint all over these bodies and they were naked bodies. And I was like, yo, what is he? What is he doing? And I know Jason, you know, I know Jason's faith background. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is he doing? And Jason, he said, this is art. This is my art. And for me, I was like, yo, he just broke the rules. Like mm -hmm. he just broke the rules. And I'm, and I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by this point um, because I'm realizing there is liberty in breaking rules sometimes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the rules, especially for those in part of this conversation, um, because many of us we who have maybe grew up in some type of religious background, um, sometimes. And I mean, and I'll say it like this. Yes, we can have a relationship with Christ and and be and enjoy um, what that looks like. But I think oftentimes religion sometimes is a bunch of rules and regulations that tie your hands, that tie your mind, that tie um, that tie people down and don't allow them to fully express who God divinely called them to be and release and inhibits them from doing what he's called them to do. Every creative person is not a preacher. Every creative person is not an evangelist, is not somebody who's going to be within the four walls of the church ushering on Sunday morning. It's just not going to happen. Um, and I don't think I've ever said this on a public platform, but I think one of the greatest issues or one of the greatest um, um, disadvantages uh, sometimes to growing up in so restricted religious settings is that you you people limit you to that box and make it very hard for you to break out. But for those who break out, they bless the world. Let me tell somebody who's listening. Excuse me, y'all. Let me tell somebody who's listening. Your <laughs> gift is too big to be sitting in somebody's four walls. Some of your gifts, God gave to you to bless the world, to bless the world. And I'm sorry, the world is not coming to your granddaddy and grandmama church. It's just not happening. It's just not happening. And so you're supposed to be doing more with your gift, more with your talents. And I give you permission to break the rules. I give you permission to break the rules. Um, and so, uh, yo, that's a whole, that's a whole thing for me. But anyway, uh, um, we, yo, the time is almost, oh my gosh, we've been talking for almost an hour now. Um, so I want to ask you guys uh, with this question, what are some of the rules that you've had to break? Mm. Um, I, I'll say that, this is kind of segue into into what I was getting ready to say right after you finished. Um, so in creativity, like you said, 
there is such a liberty that I think a lot of people just do not know that they have. Um, and it's not just in design or in photography, but this is in any any creative world where you can really express yourself. One thing I will say too, side note, is that like, just like you said, Robert, man, not everybody, not every creative is going to be a preacher in the pulpit, but by you seeing what Jason did with his picture by splashing that black paint, and he said that's his art, that's preaching. The Bible says that God will use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Sometimes it takes being in that element to see something different because I can't hear it audibly sitting in a pew. I have to see it as black paint on somebody's body in order to understand a concept that, that I never thought I would get. You know, and so for me to answer your question, I had to learn simple things like when I type a word in Photoshop, I don't have to keep it in one line. I can make the O bigger. I can make it yellow. I can turn it upside down. You know, I can splatter the words out, and, you know, and that's where design becomes exactly what it is design, you know, I can teach somebody Photoshop or Illustrator as far as the tools, but design is what you have to allow yourself to open up to because that's the rules that, that are there. You know, who says that I have to keep something in one line? Who said that I have to, you know, um, everybody's picture has to be color? What if I changed it in black and white? What if I made the picture that Jason took um, and turned it black and white, but I wanted to keep the sweater in color, you know, and then use the color scheme from the shirt as the letters? Like, come on, there are so many rules that are in front of you that you can break. So that's what it looks like for me. I just, I look at what people do and say, okay, how can I break that? and challenge people. And it, and it, it may be that some people be like, I don't get it. But see, that's the point. Like, I, I don't want you to get it. The fact that you're talking about it is enough in and of itself. You know, and I think that's to encourage somebody out there too. Like, don't think that criticism is downplaying your gift. The fact that people are talking about you, good, bad, or ugly, is, is, is good because it's conversation. Your work is dope enough for people to talk about. Jason, I'm curious to know. <laughs> Listen, Jason, <laughs> what 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 are some of the rules you've had to break? Oh, what are the rules that I had to break? Um, you know what? I, it, it, in some cases, I have to think about this question because in many cases, I didn't think of it as breaking a rule. Um, I thought of it as doing doing something that I was inspired to do. It was more about yeah, inspiration. Too. Yeah, like, I think sometimes when <laughs> even, <laughs> I want to go there political-wise, but there's other people who are breaking the rules, but I feel in the, and not to give it, not to even soften it, but I think they're feeling inspired. They feel like <laughs> something has told me to do this and say this. Right. Um, and and they're not thinking about it as a leader, as a visionary. In many cases, sometimes you're not thinking about the rules. You're mm-hmm. thinking about, oh, I'm inspired by this, go do. And then you realize later, like, oh, so we shouldn't be doing stuff like that? Oh, I didn't even know that. Like, oh, right. we shouldn't, oh, that's not appropriate? Oh, you shouldn't have said that? I, I had no clue. One thing about me is, I'm not, so, when it comes to these rule things, like, as much as y'all, as much as many people may see me around, I grew up in church, but 
my family were, uh, definitely my mother was such a, a person of freedom. Um, so I really was not really restricted. Um, I didn't even start feeling any type of restrictions until way later on until I became whatever, Jason McCoy. Uh, because they was like, oh, you know you can't do that, right? I'm like, oh, who, 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 who made these rules? Like, who made, them? <laughs> right. who made these rules? And where are they? But so, so when I when I did do stuff that was out of the ordinary, I think it's better to say instead of breaking the rules, I did stuff out of the ordinary. Yeah. I said, this is I'm inspired to do. And when I broke the rules, I still kept it to myself. Mm-hmm. Now, it was my mother. Uh, actually, before it was my mother, it was actually I was in a coaching session with John Keatley in St. Louis, where I attended his workshop. And then confirmed by my mother for those images that you did see that you were speaking of those images that you know, those images were on the cover of Ebony magazine. Um, but before they got to cover Ebony magazine, those were shot by inspiration because I saw black families. There was couples that were on Facebook and they were created as cartoons and they were showing a husband and wife or a couple, I would say a male and female couple um, in a cartoonish type of way, but they were showing strong characters. And I said, what What if I was to able to bring that to life in a more modern version? That's where the inspiration came from. I called two friends over when I said, like I said before, called two friends over. I said, this is the idea. We'll shoot this really quickly. We did it in about 25 minutes. Created it. Uh, and then something said, I need to expand that these are black couples. So even though they were black people, you couldn't understand. I, I wanted to emphasize black. So that's why I ended up they were not painted. I changed the skin in Photoshop to black. Um, and that's how the, so that's where the black came. So then from there, I hibernated those images into a fine art collection that was strictly in a private gallery that was not to be shown. I went to meet up with John Keeley, who's a person, um, who's a coach of mine and a Caucasian man, who's a phenomenal, amazing uh, photographer. I met with him. Um, we were talking and he was like, well, so show me your inspirations. I showed him my portfolio. He said, this is okay, but it's a little boring. I said, are you really? And I showed him the pictures of the preachers and the pictures of the um, CEOs and multimillionaires. He said, that's a little boring. He's like, you don't got nothing that, that speaks. And I said, well, you know, mm-hmm. I got a little gallery in here. I don't really show it out. I, I, so I said, let me show it to you. So him and he called his wife over, Michelle Keeley. Uh, so John, Keeley, uh, John and Michelle took a look at the fine art images. And I said, y'all are white people. Y'all not going to understand this. <laughs> And they started looking at the images and Michelle started crying. And I'm looking like, okay, y'all getting something deeper out of this? I'm really not a deep person. If y'all don't know, if you can't figure that out, I'm really not deep. I just go based on inspiration for me and that's in my heart. So anyway, she started crying and he's like, oh my God, this is phenomenal. You got to get this out to the world. And I'm looking like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Fast forward. I said, okay, we'll think about it. I said, you know, I take that to heart. Maybe I'll do it. We'll see. John, you don't know how I was raised. You don't know how I was grew up. This is a little bit too far, you know, too far right, too far left. I called my mother, who is a first lady of a Kojic church, Church, church God in Christ, which I grew up in. Um, and I talked to her and she said, listen, I don't care what people t- say about you or people t- tell you not to do. You go ahead and put it out. If God gave it to you, you put it out there. Yeah, I, I don't care what you do. Like she, like she, like you just go for it and don't um, and don't hold back. So yeah, she's like I give you approval to put these images out. I put the images out. I put one image out, like testing water. I put my my name on it and put it on Pinterest. Months so, and that was months later. I don't even know how many months later. Months later, I get an email 
and it's from the p- publisher, like, at Ebony. I'm looking like, okay, well, this ain't even a real email. Hey, we want to use, <laughs> use image. We like this image. Are you the creator? Do you have any more images like this? I'm like, oh, actually, I have a whole gallery of it, but I'm like, okay, like, can you call me? Because I didn't believe who the person was. They called me, talked to me, and I sent them a gallery. They was like, we love these images. They showed it. To, anyway, bottom line is, they said, oh, we're going to put them in the magazine. I'm like, oh, okay, great, blah, blah. Then they like, you know what? We want to actually make one of the images a cover. I'm like, what? They like, are you okay with that? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so bottom line, literally, uh, and, that, and let me show you. I want to also say that sometimes you may do stuff and it may not come to a fruition until way later. Those images were shot ooh, three years, three three or four years before they ended up on the cover of Ebony Magazine. They were they were sitting in a gallery for three years wow. in a private gallery. So what people don't people don't know people thought I just shot that and then boom it sent it to Ebony. No, these pictures were already done. They've been sitting hiding because I was a, uh, I did not want to put those out because I did most of my my no, clients were religious right, clients and political clients. So by me accessing gifts that I created my 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 secret room of creativity. Um, Getting approved, I did get approval by my parent, my mother, uh, and just putting it out to the world, which is allowed through a, a major ebony company. So that's how that whole thing happened. I don't think I've even really shared that story uh, on, on a you know national platform or a platform like this. I teach it in my workshops, but this is the story of how that ebony cover happened. That whole thing, that's how it happened. Um, so a lot of times we got stuff locked up. So it's some stuff that you got on your computer that you ain't put out. It's some stuff that you got in your head that you ain't put out. It's some stuff that's in your in your mind that you haven't put out. It's some stuff that you got written out on a paper that's stuck in a notebook. I, I advise everyone to go pull out that notebook, pull out that old, so go through the Ebony notes, go through your old notes, because there's going to be gems, there's going to be prosperity, right? And the notes that you thought were going, all the things that you thought were dead, pull out prosperity, you're going to pull out our credibility. You're gonna pull out authenticity, or whatever the word is. Y'all know about authenticity. You gonna pull out a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, I ain't gotta worry about words because you know it's all about getting the message out. So I advise everybody to go pull out your old notebooks, pull out your old computer, have an old, remember an old conversation because there lies your prosperity. Yeah, I want to add. I want to add to that, Jason, because you you literally just confirmed. Some things that I have been thinking about and praying about, um, you know, I had wrote down a quote that I believe the Lord gave me uh, years ago, um, and it says, "Impossible things are given to those whose faith exceeds impossibility." Right, and those jewels, those papers tucked in your journal that you didn't pull out those mm-hmm. sketches that you still have that you never shown anybody those ideas in your head like I literally been thinking about some stuff this week that I wanted to do on Instagram mind you I hadn't opened my Instagram up yet but like just things that I've been thinking about that I wanted to do and I'm thinking like if I do this like there's a knowing within your knowing that it's going to take you somewhere that you never thought that you would be and there's a reason why it's in there you know and I think the quicker we yield to that is it's not even about time but time is really not even an issue it's really to work for your good because see what I heard when you said that man was 
you never know what God is protecting you from and preserving you for. Your work was being preserved at that moment, like, because it had a specific time and place. And I think, you know, not to be extra deep, but, you know, when we just trust God, man, for what we got and what he's instilled in us, it's going to reap exactly when it's supposed to reap. Galatians 4 talks about a child that can't receive his inheritance until, you know, he reaches a uh, set age that his father set for him because it's just when that time comes. And so, you know, trust your ability, trust your gift, and trust what you got because that thing that you're sitting on could be the next thing that takes you viral. You know what I'm saying? And now, you got business coming from all sorts of areas that you never thought it would come from. <laughs> oh man, this <laughs> the altar music. This is it right here. This is it. Yo, I feel like I'm coming to the creative altar. <laughs> Every every restored unrestored dream, every every you know idea that has been untapped. If you if you believe that's you, just just begin to walk up to the front. Don't be ashamed. God is there. You know He has you in His hand. <laughs> oh God. Yo, I know I had to put that in there. So I want to say to every creative, and because creative people are not just young people, there are people who have been sitting on poems that have been sitting on notebooks, that have been sitting on albums, that have been sitting on music, that have been sitting on dreams, and your dreams have come to the point where they started to become nightmares. It's not too late. It's not too late to embrace your creativity. And when you are creating, you look just like the person who created you. Could it be that you're most like God when you are in your creative elements? Mm. Yes, sir. Lord have mercy. Somebody needs to invite me to a creatives conference because I yeah some somebody somebody out there in somewhere land needs to get me at your next creative conference. I, this is this is just blowing my mind right now. Um, so I think you look most like God when you are creating and fully in create and and don't limit your creativity. Like Jason and Cam have said, um, man, some of the greatest blessings is the stuff that that could be a blessing to you are things that you're afraid. To, for the, to let the world know exist man that's crazy you know uh <laughs> go ahead and i know we we, we we didn't came we didn't went up we went up the mountain top and then we didn't came down to the you know we calmed down but i <laughs> i just but i hate when people give all the goodies out back and i'm not gonna get no no uh the challenges of of after um that um the cover because it was in in a in the midst of glory there was some challenges that came that arose through that, yeah. uh, and thank God for paperwork. So that's all I got to say. But um, <laughs> but um, there was some challenges, and I and it's now because we, we we went to church. You know, I would I have to go to Mark ten where he says, "But you shall receive now a hundredfold in this time houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and lands with persecution." With so yeah. just know that 
as you climb higher, what they say, another level, another depth, another double. Mm-hmm. So prepare yourself so that I think Cam was talking about sitting with your gift. You got to be, when you climb up higher, you got to know you get attacked from every which way. Some stuff you don't even understand. People, you know, so you have to guard your, guard your heart with the truth, guard your heart with the word, because you have to build. So those who are rushing to start and rushing to be the next big thing, make sure you spend time. I think Cam talking about nur- uh, nurturing yourself. The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves.